it's really cool to just have people in their 20s in general on this platform to, you know, talk about real life shit that people who are 20 years years old, you know, have to deal with. Good afternoon to everyone across the world who listens to this podcast. Thank you guys so much for tuning in. You are listening to ISD with Devon. And Pierce. Vontrell. How are we feeling today, gentlemen? I'm all right, man. I mean, it's my day off or one of them. So I'm just chilling, really. Just relaxing. Not much has really changed. You know what I'm saying? Facts. Yeah. How do you feel now that you're working again? Uh, Less like a bum. <laughs> <laughs> no, I mean, because like I'm at home now. I'm sitting here. and I'm just bored. I have like I'm just like, what am I even going to do? But like if at least when I'm at work, I'm like doing something. You know what I'm saying? Right. That's facts. You have purpose. Exactly. Exactly. And the job's like pretty smooth. Like I don't have to deal with it's literally just me. Like, I don't got managers on my ass. I don't got customers on my ass. I don't got people ask me for shit. It's just me and my music or whatever I uh, plan on listening to that day. So it's actually pretty sweet. I'm not even going to lie to you. That's nice. Now, if you want to tell the people what you do, you can. But if not, it's cool, too. You know what I'm saying? Because, mm-hmm. you know, we don't say what we do because, you know, consequences and whatnot. But if you want to, feel free to share. Yeah, I mean, I don't know. I deliver stuff. I'm a delivery driver. Or, uh, huh? I said, what you delivering? Piper packages. Uh, <laughs> I deliver packages for a company that is pretty well known. Where the fuck that even come from? I don't know. That shit was funny. Oh, man. But yeah, I texted you. Um, I texted you because I went up to uh, the dispensary today mm-hmm. and law, let me tell y'all my salty ass. I'm so stupid. So um, I go up to the dispensary and I'm just like, okay, bet. And I knew this visit, like you ever just start to do something and too many things happen in the process. So you're like, uh, like I shouldn't do this. Not only do I go up, I park in the wrong spot. And like, so like, you know, how you make eye contact with someone, right? And there's like hand gestures, but then there's like, actually speaking things. Sometimes when someone says a word and then you say a hand gesture, the message gets mixed. That's what happened. So I parked in the wrong spot for one. At I parked the, where the people, yes, I parked where the people who actually need weed for their medical problems parked. I felt like a dick. I was like, oh shit, well, I need to leave. Cause there was only like five spots. Oh damn. <laughs> yeah. So I was like, all right, let me back out of here. I park across the street. I make this walk. The guy lets me go up first. I told him it's my first time. And he's like, you're cool. They're like, oh, it's your first time here. I'm like, yeah, cool. They register my stuff, right? Or no, so they take my, because of Corona and trying to smooth line everything, mm-hmm. they take my order on the laptop. Mm-hmm. And then once they take my order, you go in and pick it up, which makes sense. You can't go in and shop anymore. I didn't think about you that. Ordered. I just pulled, um, I got a pen and uh, was it lilac? Was it? It was 86% THC, I believe. And it was like an indica sativa blend. So it was going to have me bouncing off the walls with having me chill at the same time, which is what I normally am when I'm high. And that's why I went for it. Um, it was in a pen. And so I ordered that part. So the lady's next to me in line on her tablet. I'm like, yeah, I'll take that. Boom. I get up, I get up to the line. I'm like, oh shit, I forgot the battery part. He's like, no, it's no problem, bro. I got you, right? He goes to grab it. One guy says it's only $5, but of course they're out of the $5 ones. And then he pulls out another one. And he said, yeah, uh, we're out of this one, but this one we can offer you. This one's $25. I said, what the fuck? I'm like, uh, I waited. For what? for what? I'm sorry, for the cartridge? Yeah, for the battery part. The, the cartridge itself with the actual weed and it was uh it's like seventy two dollars, but um the uh the, the the battery pack the cartridge itself was 
super expensive. That shit was like uh, $25 just for that battery pack. You know what's crazy? Remember I had that thing I bought from LA that I was using that CBD out of? Mm-hmm. Well, I gave that shit away. I can't find that little motherfucker anymore. And you told me to hold on to it. Told you. You told me hold on to it. So I'm very salty right now. I may have it in my bag, but I'm pretty sure I get it away. So I get up there. And then I have to go take a tour of this apartment at 1.30. It's like 12.55 and I'm in Mundelein. So I'm like, damn. Well, I hope I'll make it. And then, of course, their uh, their payment system is going really slow. So I'm like, what the fuck? Damn. Another thing happened. And then I get up there, bro. They finally give me our register. I put my card in. G. They only take debit or cash. No credit. I was so fucking mad. That, I don't even understand. That's so inconvenient sometimes. Like, yeah, we only take <laughs> this form of payment. It's like, why talking about four pay? It's pay. Well, you take debit, but not credit. You know what I'm saying? Like credit, cash, or card only. You know, right? But oh, I don't know who fucked it over. But you only gonna take debit and cash? Like, but not my credit. The credit, you know, gonna go through. That's credit. Yeah, exactly. It's great. That's the bank's money. That's not my money. Like that, that should definitely go through. That that irritated the fuck out of me. <laughs> so I sat there and I waited. So I did all that. Got my hopes up and was about to spend all that money. For nothing. I didn't spend it, which is whatever. But I was just like, well, that's some bullshit. It probably means the next time I need to not rush to go do something. Because I was only out in the area because uh, I got a little test done in that area. So I ran up there. I was like, all right, well, let me check this out. So, you know, you know. Yeah. Um, but that's why I hate you should work there, bro. It was super chill. I'm, uh, really cool place. Of course, I haven't bought anything, as I just said. But it seemed like a really cool place to work. Yeah, I mean, I'm I, sure it's decent working up there, but like I said, just money-wise, like, if I'm not going to get paid as much. Besides, bro, like, I don't even know if I want to deal with, like, customers anymore. Like, obviously, like, whenever, like, wherever, like, career I get into, you're going to have to deal with people, you know? But, like, when it comes yeah. to, like, customers that are, like, you know, that shit's just, I don't know, serving played that, played that out for me because I'm tired of <laughs> answering questions running and going doing this and you know then i have managers on my ass and customers are mad and then i'm i don't gotta deal with none of that at the job i'm at right now which is decent you know so i, I don't know mm-hmm. if i go to it and plus like i've heard i don't know i have a friend who works at a dispensary and he's not you would think it's like for a weed smoker you'd be like oh hell yeah i'm working at a dispensary i get this you know discounts on weed or discounts on whatever but he low-key like is miserable so i don't know mm. So, yeah, I can imagine. And plus, like, you know, you know, have people in there bitching about weed. And it's just like, I don't know. I just I don't think I'd want to do it, to be honest with you. But I do appreciate you letting me know, though. Mm-hmm. Yeah. If you don't uh, mind me asking, like, how much was everything that you were going? 125. Like, ballpark of 125 for? For a cartridge and a little battery pack. Yep. That shit. Wow. So I'm kind of glad. I, I'm kind of glad nothing went through. Right, dispensaries, at least here, uh, are mad expensive right now. Like, mm-hmm. I could probably. Well, I'll tell you this later. I'll tell you off air. <laughs> <laughs> Vontrell, bro, how do you feel about dispensaries? For the most part, <laughs> I'm still shopping off the streets, so I really haven't giving the dispensary a try. I mean, I'm open to it. I guess I really got to go to it to have a real opinion, but otherwise, I hit up my regular dealers. Yeah, I feel you. I don't know. I've been, I feel like I've been spoiled because the first dispensary I went to was in Colorado, which, you know, was fucking crazy because it was just there. I've never even seen it. And it was so cheap. Everything out there was just mad cheap compared to out, at least dispensary prices out here. Yeah. 
So if I were to go into the dispensary now in, in Illinois, it's just like, am I really going to be, I'm not going to pay $60 for an eighth when I can get better quality on the streets, you know what I'm saying, for cheaper. So, so I'm just like, what, 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 what's the draw, you know? Because that shit was taxing. Let me see. Tax as fuck, yeah. And it's just like, there's, you got to make it worth it for people to go get it. I mean, obviously, like, you know, the longer dispensaries are around, the cheaper it's going to get. Um, but I don't know. I don't even know why people would go. Like if I had a if I if I had a reliable dealer before it got legalized, I don't see why I would then be like, oh, I don't need you anymore. I'm just gonna go to the dispensary and pay damn near maybe even twice as much, you know, depending on what you were paying before. And she's like, that just makes no sense just because it's in a it's in a uh official place. Right. It's like, come on. And I've heard I don't know, I hear like I have never gone to an Illinois one again, but I hear like, you know, some some of them like you don't even get to see the bag like it's in the back room and you pick off a menu and then they get it for you and stuff like that at least in in uh in uh colorado the ones i went to like you could see it you know and sometimes you could even like they had like little jars that had uh magnifying glasses on top of them so you can like really get a good look at them and all that stuff so you you could see what you were getting you can see what you know what i'm saying because some people care more about looks or some people care about you know smell you know various you know things that people care about when it comes to bags so like that was a lot nicer than i would hate to go in a dispensary now in illinois and just be like well i hope it's good you know <laughs> i hope i picked the right right, right. i mean i mean but you gotta do your I, research when you go to a dispensary too you can't just go for what people tell you so that is true the more that you know true. the better but again you know uh you could do the research all the research in the world but if if you like the looks of something it's gonna be hard to uh pick off of like just well because she'd be looking so pretty that it looks good you know so I'm gonna, I'm gonna go ahead and grab it but i'm sure it's decent you know it's a dispensary they're not gonna be giving you horrible weed that would be the that would make no sense so i'm sure i'm sure it's pretty good i don't know i'm gonna have to try some from i'm gonna have to have a friend who goes to the dispensary get me some so i can try it and see what it's like to see what's really yeah. worth it yeah i, I wait because my homegirl was telling me about it that's and that's the same one that she goes to but i pulled up the prices here I don't want to say name of the place yet because if it's food, I'm not going to give them no credit. Mm-hmm. And I haven't tried anything yet. But right here for an eighth, uh, 23% THC. I don't know if you guys ever heard of Lavender Jones. Lavender Jones. Yeah, oh, that's uh, what it's called. Uh, uh, guess the price. For an eighth? Yep. $60. $64 to be exact. Those pops. <laughs> like, I'm not going to pay that. I'm, there's no way I'm going to do that when I can get the same thing for 35, 40, $45, even $50. Like, you know, like I'd pay that over the dispensary eighth. Any day. I feel like dispensaries, like for pie heads, it's just something to try. It's not something that's going to be consistent with people who have already got dealers and exactly shit like that it's just something to try yeah i mean until it gets to like uh colorado cali you know oregon and all those places like where it's you can walk in and you can get so much shit like bro i got so much shit in colorado and it was it was surprisingly cheap i'm just like wow like i see you know i would i would definitely go here all the time but you know coming back here you know like i get better service with my dealer they take you know cash or i could Zell them or whatever the fuck, and you know, it's a lot easier to get better weed, possibly get plugged. You know what I'm saying? So, like, it just there's no benefit to going to a dispensary that I see right now, at least for Illinois. Yeah, I would be mad as fuck if I if I bought from my usual and it was like, yeah, bro, uh, 
Hey, I, I got to check your credit. Like, get the fuck out of here. You got to check my credit. What the fuck are you talking about, bro? You better take this cash out. I'll be hot. Geez. Yeah, right? Like, come on now. Now, uh, now before we move on, uh, I found the cartridge I was going to buy. It's a hybrid. It's called Lucy. 81% THC. It's 25 and it was $72 for just a cartridge. My lord. I almost paid a fuck ton of money. Pops. Pop. That's just crazy. But the thing is with cartridges, though, I feel like I've heard that you can you should only buy cartridges from official places because that yeah. comes that's 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 not just flour or actual bud. That's like a chemical balance. You got to be careful. Yeah, with that. yeah. There, that is the one thing I guess I would recommend getting at a dispensary, just because you don't. Yeah, because there's been plenty of people that have gotten fake cartridges and get ripped off all the time. So if that's what you're going for, then I guess yeah. Go ahead. I, I, I was I was just gonna try it because one I'm, I'm dry right now and I'm not the best at rolling. Excuse me at this current time, so you know you got to do it to get better. Yeah, I, I'm sh- I, I, I need some weed. <laughs> um, but moving on from that, do, 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 let us move on. Oh wow, uh, I'm just okay. So I'm just not opening the group chat, and I'm just now seeing these things that's Fontrell putting here about Oprah and all this stuff. But before we oh, dive right. into that. Yeah, yeah, but that was interesting. Before, I, before we dive into that, let's just get into some positive self-discovery yeah. stuff. This is a new segment, guys, we're calling, for now, we're going to call it the Glow Up. I don't, you know, I don't really like that name. Um, Tessie, man, a part of the Glow Up, because, you know, this podcast is about us growing, developing in our 20s. The Glow Up is about our different steps and growth development that we take that we choose to share, whether it could be you hit a new bench or you're going to move out in an apartment or you're going to do whatever the case may be. It all is whatever you could share. I'm going to make sure I go this week. And uh, kind of, as I said earlier, uh, I'm moving out. Um, I was going to wait to move out into the fall, get some money up. But, you know, with current situations here at the house, I won't delve too deep into. It's just time to go. And y'all, I know, y'all, my friends and everybody has been telling me for a while, yo, it's time to go. And I was like, yeah, you're right. But it was one of those, yeah, you're right, but I'm going to put it off. Yeah, you're right. It's not, yeah, my nigga, you're right. It's time to fucking go. Now it's like, it's time to fucking go. So, um, I've been doing research. I call like nine apartments today. I got a few situations, a few situations. I got a situation uh, possibly lined up where I have an opportunity to roommate or I could just, you know, make a move by myself. But I took my first tour for an apartment today. Uh, it was kind of interesting actually. And it wasn't like you ever wait for a moment to happen and you're so hyped for it. You're like, oh yeah, oh yeah. And you think it's going to be crazy, but it really wasn't. That's kind of what my first tour, my first, my first tour today was. It wasn't like crazy, like, disappointing or anything but i don't know i don't know what i was expecting i think i was just nervous about it but it went pretty smooth man uh went in by myself i saw it it's like weird to go in there and imagine yourself living in a whole other space that's not like with your parents you know what i'm saying like i know both of you guys live without your parents for a while so maybe you guys know what that's like um i mean at first for me at least was it's it is a little weird you know just because you're used to having your parents around you know doing parent shit and just seeing them every day so now it's you you get once you get out on your own you get you realize damn i'm really i'm on my own like all this shit my parents would do or my mom would you know wash my laundry or some shit it's like okay well i can't wait for someone to do it for me you know that you would do that you know but there's just like certain things where you just realize like damn like this is really me now you know what i'm saying so it, it's it's a little it's a little different but i mean i guess everyone handles it differently you know and especially when you're just kind of ready to move out i'd imagine it's pretty liberating just being for me it was second nature i was like 
thirsty to get out. And when I got out, it was it was just second nature. I mean, I didn't, I really didn't depend. I never really depended on my parents for stuff. I've always been the type to just do it. So it was it was just second nature. I do remember when I looked at my first apartment, it was just it was more so excitement because I knew what I wanted, and um, I knew what I wanted my place to look like. So that was it was it was exciting for me. And then, of course, you know, having the comfort of calling my mom, because I did call her a few times when I moved out, just to like for simple shit. Like I was, I'm nobody's cook. So that was one of the things <laughs> that I would call home for. Like, girl, how do I make the simplest of things? Like mm-hmm. tacos. Like I didn't know how to make tacos when I first moved out. Wow. <laughs> oh, yeah. wow. Only because I was, I'm, I'm not interested in cooking. I've never been interested really? in cooking. Like uh, we don't work in the you kitchen. Don't do we work out. Work, why don't, why don't, don't you, uh, why don't you like, like, cooking? like what, what is it about? It's just the it's just the patience of it, and then I'm the type of person where I have to clean up. Like if I'm cooking, I have to clean up as I go. That's how you're and, supposed to do it. That's yeah, that's the efficient way to do it. Yes, that is that's the only way to do it. But <laughs> it's just the patience of it, and then I just don't like getting hot. I get hot when I'm in the kitchen because I'm constantly over the stove. So yeah, it's it, yeah, I just I just don't like it. And then depending on what you're making, it could just be a mess and. Stuff like that. So when I was younger, like really young, I just did not believe in cooking. I just believed in looks. So, but now that I'm older and I'm, you know, like my next place, I definitely do want to cook. I was looking at pots and plan sets and shit earlier. And then um, I actually went to a car lot today, a few car lots today, which is why I'm feeling the way that I'm feeling and how I'm sounding the way that I'm sounding because it did not go as planned. So yeah. it's just, um, <laughs> adulting is just fucking frustrating. Like, yeah, it's yeah. just so yeah. fucking frustrating. And then it's even more frustrating when no one is listening to you. So I'm at the car lot today and I do not, I don't want a car note at all, but at this point I don't have any other options. So we're at the car lot today and I'm just, you know, they asked me what I want. I told them I don't, I want a car, but I don't want it to be anything over six grand, seven at max. Do you know these motherfuckers went and pulled $30,000 cars, $15,000 cars, the cheapest Damn. car that they, yeah, the cheapest car that they showed me was fucking $12,000. And then on top of that, it was nothing that I wanted. Like, I think it was uh, one of them Dodge station, station wagons or shit like that. Like, I don't want oh, that. They still like, make those. And then on top of that, yeah, not not the Magnum. It's the other one. The other, it's more round, and I'm, it looks like a station wagon. And I'm like, I'm six two, two hundred and sixty pounds. I cannot fit in this car. And then it was so frustrating to me because you know, I was there with my mom, and she was like, "Oh, you just got to be patient." And this is that, and the next, like, girl, every car that they have showed me is nothing that I want. And it's not even that I'm being picky. I just I don't want to spend. I know I can't afford a car no over six a car over six grand period. Like I just know it. And then on top of that, I'd be setting myself up for a fail. If I was, cause they did show me something that I actually did want. I do want a truck and I did. It was a, it was a 2015 or 2016. It was a Tahoe. It was really nice. It was nice. It was nice, but I don't have $32,000 for it. I don't. And I'm not going to mm-hmm. dig myself in a fucking hole to, to have a car or to, to push my dream car, I should say. So that was very frustrating. And then it was just, we went to four different car lots today. They all ran my credit, which I was paranoid about because anybody who is working on their credit knows <laughs> that them running your credit is just, it, it, it just takes a blow. And I mean, I got approved for everything that I applied for, but nobody is showing me a cheap car. Like I don't, 
I don't know. I don't know. My mom said we're going to dive back into it next Monday because that's the next time I'm off. But I'm I'm over it. I'm so over it. It's ridiculous. You should check out, like, um, my sister got a car off of Carvana. I don't know if you guys heard about that. I've heard about that. Yeah, yeah, yeah. One of my coworkers is getting a car off of Carvana. I think her car just got there today. Right. And, like, apparently there's, like, there's like a they deliver it to you, right? Yeah, they deliver it to you, and I think there's like a seven day like period where you can be like, I don't like the car, and give it back or something like that. I don't know the details, but you could definitely check that out too because you could. I went on there the other day, and just, you could like put filters on there. Like, I want this up a car, this mile. I just want a car under six grand. Like that's that's it, and something spacious. There. Like that's it. So, put that on there. Yeah. Like uh, yeah, I'm gonna have to. But you also might have to like find like a. There older car too i mean obviously i'm sure you're not trying to look for new cars but i mean i'd imagine the bigger the car the more expensive it's going to be it's not even about the bigger the car because um some of those like they the they had showed me a kia so which was a fucking joke so i laughed at that man man, i laughed in that man's face but that kia so was twenty five thousand dollars and i'm like (laughs) where are you going for my mom my mom that's what I'm trying to figure out. Like, no, like, I didn't. Like, how you I say didn't. you want a used car, but your ass sound like you went straight to the dealership? I That's didn't. Sweet. My mom, <laughs> when she uh, she called me this morning and asked me what was I doing, and I was like, nothing. And then she was like, do you want to go look at some cars? And I was like, sure. So we went to um, Dodge Ram, and then it was another one that was like Chrysler Ram or some shit like that. One was in Gurney, one was in... Um, Vernon Hills and then the other two were just small car lots that were up here that had nothing but new cars and as soon as we pulled up to the lot I was like oh, I'm not going to get a car from here she was like why because there's nothing but new cars here I know I don't want a new car I don't need uh, a don't, 2017 or 18 especially when all of these cars mm-hmm. were mass produced and they're just sitting there like I don't I'm saying I know that, but I'm saying no. Yeah, they showed the nigga showed me a Kia so because he said it's five thousand dollars. I guess it was fully loaded. It It was like a 2019 or 2018. Point of the matter is, I was I didn't need it. (laughs) I didn't want it. Like I clowned my brother for getting a Kia so when he got it like six, seven years ago. And uh you know, he should have fired off him when he did that. That's disrespectful as fuck. Right. Not I, like I just laughed at him. Soul. I laughed the, at him. And bec- like, it was one of those. What'd you say? I'm still looking at 2020 Kia Soul right now. And the starting, the listing price is $17,490. Yeah, no. That nigga, he was trying to sell me on the paint job. He was trying to sell me on what the person, whoever had the car before, tricked it out. And that's what it was. And I, I, I'm not that's a. This car sales only working commission. Man, yeah, that, that, had to be. They're gonna try to get you p- to pay the most they can, but you gotta sit there and be like, "Listen, I'm. P- this is what I'm paying." Like you, I'm sure. Oh, and that's I, what it was. That's exactly yeah. what it was. Because I pissed my mom off because she felt I was being stubborn. But I'm like, I'm not being stubborn. I cannot afford this. No, like, they're gonna get over you on any way they can. So they can. And then one stuff. thing about my people is they feel because they know people at these dealerships that we're gonna get the best deals. No, <laughs> these, none of these people was trying to give us deals on these cars. And then like I could have drove off with that. Time today but i wouldn't have felt right because i i know in the long run i can't afford it like it's just so very frustrating and i'm over it and this is like the first show that i've done in a while since this quarantine has happened that i'm completely sober doing it so <laughs> i'm just over God it yeah so yeah. stressed out huh I don't, I don't want to call it stress because i don't want to be stressed out but i'm irritated 
that's a better word for it. I feel you. Yeah. I feel you. You're, you're going to find the right car, though, for you. Don't worry. You, you know, you just got to look around and make sure you yeah. get it. But low key, I realized today, like, this is why I've been putting this off. (laughs) And I was like, I shouldn't be putting it off because I need a car. But the stress of it, like, of finding one and then getting one. And then on top of that, like, um, I have the money and stuff for my place already. But my mom and one of them was like, well, you know, if you will really want, because she was, she was, she wanted me to get the Tahoe too, because I, I felt, and look good in the Tahoe. But uh, she was like, well, if you really want to, you can get this car, but you can just, you just wouldn't be able to move out. And I'm like, girl, that's not an option. I cannot, we cannot <laughs> go back to what we are because me and my family, we just got on the same page. And I feel mm-hmm. like we got to that point because we don't stay together anymore. So mm-hmm. it was, it was frustrating. It's just very frustrating. So we'll see. We'll see. <laughs> And she told me I need to get in the car before I move out, which is technically true since I'm moving further away from my job. But mm-hmm. we'll see. I'm, I don't want to stress it because I know once I stress, it's it's only going to go downhill from there, period. I'm, I'm a person who do not do stress well. So, yeah. Do, do you feel like that now that you're kind of you, you said something earlier, you were like, I called my mom. My mom's going to help me out. It's crazy how we go when we get older, at least for me, you're always like, I don't need my mom's help. I don't need my mom's help. But now that we're adults, when we get our parents help, we're like, yes. You know what I'm saying? I mean, not necessarily. And that's not what I said. I said my mom called me and asked me what I was what I was doing. Oh, I'm sorry. I, I was no, I was the person when you said you first moved out and you were calling her about recipes. Oh, yeah, yeah, yeah. I was younger. Yeah. I was younger. I was younger. But I've I've always been the type, even my parents can attest to this. I've I don't ask people for help only because of the thing. I don't want anybody to feel like you have to help me. No, you don't. And I've always said, like, me and my dad used to butt heads because I told him one day, like, I always get what I want, which is the truth. And he took that as me, him buying me stuff, and it was me being spoiled. And my mom had to break it to him. No, <laughs> this man has been working since he was 13. He buys what he wants, and that's that. And that, that's just how it's always been. So for me, um, you know, asking how to cook shit, that's... I don't really look at that as um, asking for help. <laughs> mm. It's just, you know, I, I, I got more so of a guiding thing than more so than anything. But as far as me asking for help, that's that's rare. Like, I literally have to be in, like, at a loss and no plan, which is very unheard of for Vontrell. So, I, I, and then on top of that, like, I've, all I have is me. So I don't, I don't depend on the thought of others helping me or trying to help me, if that makes sense. Because it's nothing but help around me, if I'm being honest with myself. It is nothing but help around me. Am I going to use it? Uh, if I need to, if I absolutely need to. But I don't feel I, I need to in this moment in life right now. I don't feel I need, I need to. So... Mm, I'm a work in progress. That can change next week, y'all. So yeah, I was gonna say it's definitely you shouldn't feel any type of way for asking for help because everybody needs help. Everybody needs help at the end of the day for something. You know what I'm saying? So it, it and you probably a lot of the times not that, not you specifically, but I, I'd imagine people end up hurting themselves more because they refuse to get help instead of just taking that helping hand. You know what I'm saying? Because obviously there are some people that will help you. And, you know, I may throw it back in your face or expect something, which is shitty as fuck. And I hate people like that are 
shit but like a lot of people do just help people you know what i'm saying out of the kindness of their heart you know so i don't i don't think you should be feeling some way for asking for help every now and then if someone's asking for help all the fucking time it's like all right bro chill out you know but like boom you know ask for help every now and then is nothing that's normal everybody needs help you know for something yeah i'm i'm that's like my downfall so i'm working with that I'm definitely working with that. And I don't necessarily feel, um, <laughs> I don't even know how to say it. I don't, I don't necessarily feel like I, I sabotage myself. It's just, I, my thing is I don't say anything to anybody. So <laughs> that, that can be a form of self-sabotage. Right? No, I know. I know. I definitely know that. But my thing, I, I just don't. Cause nine times out of 10, I get myself out the situation or I put myself in a better situation. So, um, yeah. Yeah. I guess I just I need to speak more, but nobody ever knows which what, what anybody is going through until that person speaks, period. So on the outside to everybody, it may look like I, I have it all together, like I have it all. You know, no kids, great job. <laughs> if you didn't know me, you think I had a car, nice place, all all of that. <laughs> all of that. So but you never know. Underneath a pretty face is something complicated. So that's real. Hey man, hey man, we all do. I completely understand that. Definitely. So, all right, y'all ready to button on that? On yeah. Man. M- moving Let's on. Keep moving forward. All right. Um, Fontrell, you put in here something about. You know what? I want to get to something more important actually, because that's just not that important. But for Pierce, well, Fontrell, you could. I know it's sports. You could chime in on this too. Kyrie Irving feels like, and a few other players feel like the NBA should not come back because they feel like it would be a distraction to the current protest and movement that's going on right now. Now, I mean, if you guys, sorry, if you guys listened to us last week, we did say that, you know, we had our thoughts on the NBA. I felt like they should kind of nick the season, forget about it, wait till next year because, you know, it's just too much shit going on right now. Pierce, if I remember correctly, you kind of shared the same sentiments as me. Mm-hmm. How do you feel about Kyrie's reasoning? Montreal, why don't you go first since you just getting ready to say something? Um, <laughs> oh, here we go. No, I don't know. <laughs> um, <laughs> I do. A lot of people, a lot of them, do feel it uh, that they should wait. I mean, the, technically, the the season, from my understanding, would have just ended by now. Damn near, yeah. Okay, yeah. So they was like, "Why not start fresh in the new season next year?" I mean, y'all can't pick up where y'all left off, correct? But that that's basically what this season would be if they was to pick up. They're picking up where they left off, right? Uh, no, they're not. Almost no. They have to shave off because there was twenty regular season games left. So I think they were going to do a three week training camp, and then they were going to do like six regular season games. Not all not all the teams are playing anymore, which does count because even though all teams were playoff teams, the playoff teams had to finish out the season, and the seventh and eighth seeds had to play out these final games in order to determine their spots. So it, it so, would make more sense for them to just wait. <laughs> yep. oh, yeah. I, this, is the, this is the one time, honestly, I actually agree with Kyrie Irving. Sometimes he says some, like, he's very opinionated, which I'm an opinionated person, so I can't knock him for that. But sometimes I don't really agree with what he says, but right here, I, I, I completely agree with this. I don't think they should come back. Not even, I mean, let's go ahead. I was going to say, uh, did you see what Austin Rivers said, said about that? Uh, no, I did not. He was basically saying, um, now, you know, there's a lot more detail into what he said, but uh, one of the things he was saying was like, re- at the end of the day, 99% of the basketball players are not 
making the type of money that Kyrie Irving's making. Oh, yeah, you know, that's true. You know what I'm saying? Because he's like, of course, he's like, well, I could, I don't need this. I could wait a little bit. But it's like, all right. But like, what about the lowest paid NBA player? You think he's just cooling back? No, I'm sure. I'm sure he's still making made decent money. But, you know, some of this, this is at the end of the day, these people's jobs, you know, and they haven't been working for months. Mm-hmm. So they're in the same boat that a lot of us are of not making any money. Granted, some of, some of them have endorsements, you know, but again, most of them don't. Uh, two, he was saying how with this, we can almost kind of he was saying that we could there's a possibility that we could you know keep kids inside because they'll be watching the games and this this, and that and they can help that in that way um but he's making a lot of good points about starting the season up or at least i guess this little short playoff format that they plan on doing yeah Um, i I got the i got the quote right here okay yeah yeah if you want to read it go ahead because i know i'm not trying it's pretty long quote trying to find a correlation us coming back, we'll be putting money in all of our NBA players' pockets. With this money, you can help out. You can help out even more people and continue. Ooh, help out even more people and continue to give more importantly your time. Damn, more importantly, your time and energy towards the Black Lives Matter movement, which I'm 100 on board with, because change needs to happen and, and injustice has been going on too long. But also, not to mention, there are plenty of NBA players I know who need their paychecks. 99 of the NBA hasn't made the money that hasn't made the money a guy like Kyrie Irving has. Not to mention NBA basketball is predominantly African American. A lot of our audiences too. Us provide us providing entertainment and hope for kids is important. Also, keeping some kids indoors and watching basketball games on TV instead of maybe going out and getting into trouble. Due the due to the unfair and unequal environments, a lot of us a lot of African American kids are placed in is important too. Not saying basketball is a cure for that, but basketball can provide distraction. On another note, not to mention the ramifications of not playing with the TV money, etc., CBA, etc., would really put NBA basketball behind, possibly even canceling next year. I love Kyrie's passion towards helping this movement. It's admirable and inspiring. I'm with it, but in the right way and not at the cost of the NBA and players' careers. We can do both. We can play and we can help change the way black lives are lived, and I think we can too, but canceling or boycotting return doesn't do that, in my opinion. Guys just want to play and help provide change bars yeah and i mean they can also make statements throughout the game or you know before every game you know whether it's like kneeling or this or something that so they can still be so sore and so support and you know make a statement while still playing you know mm-hmm. but i mean i i don't know i mean it's just a sticky situation with them like i'm sure some of them want to play uh especially the ones that aren't really making money right now uh but obviously the top you know 10 percent of nba players probably like i don't need this you know like i'm good you know so of course it's a lot easier for them to be like oh we'll just take that's like the like uh the top executives of your company being like oh we can all take a a couple months off because you know they're good but you're like i still need to get paid though you know what i'm saying so it's like you know what what do you do but i mean i get both sides i really do i i get the um what Kyrie's saying about not wanting to take focus away from what's really going on. And I also see, I understand Austin Rivers point points that he's made. He made a couple of good points. So I get them both. I mean, I guess it just depends on what the NBA wants. And I'm sure they're going to, they want the season to start. They want the season to go because that's money for them. Um, but we'll see, you know, I mean, I would hope that it wouldn't, I don't see why it would take uh focus off of this. At the end of the day, I don't know if you guys have even noticed, but a lot of the, you know, videos of protests and pictures of protests you know a lot of the uh stuff that we've been seeing for the past couple weeks is is slowing down not because protests are slowing down but that's you know because they're trying the media i feel like it's trying to kind of make it seem like it's not as big anymore you know so that's already happening you know so i and i don't know if the 
maybe the news would start covering NBA basketball a ton if they started playing mm-hmm. to kind of like take our minds off a of bit. I don't, I don't know. I don't know. But again, that's what I'm saying. Even if they did start doing that, the players can still make a point to, you know, protest in their own ways while still playing, you know, whether that's with the kneel, kneeling or moments of silence or whatever the case is, they can still do, do those types of things. So, I mean, I don't know. It's just interesting. It's interesting to kind of see this this back and forth. Sorry for cutting you off. But. No, you're all good. You're all good. Um, I, I like the conversation. I think it's dope. I think that with a platform, now, I don't want the NBA to come back because of, you know, season reasons. But in terms of this, I don't, while Kyrie does have a point, it would distract it. Really taking in Austin comments and their thinking, it all depends on how you use your platform. Um, I think they both have valid points. It's just all about what the commissioner, Adam Silver, and whatever, who else decides wants to do with the players. Um, it's up to them. But I think that you can go about it either way, not necessarily be wrong about it. Because Kyrie's not wrong for what he's saying at all. Like, he's absolutely justified in feeling that way and to feel like that we'd be taken away from what needs to be focused on, things like that. But at the same time, Austin makes a really good point about wanted to stick up for what's right and using your platform to continue to do the things that you're doing. So it's, it's a tough conversation. It's a tough decision that's being made besides the fact that millions of, not even millions, billions of dollars are on the line. I didn't even know that next season could be canceled. Besides the fact about the money, it's more about the fact that this is something that's a staple of people's lives. Not to mention that not only are these players not working, these journalists aren't working. You know yeah, I mean, these people that cover TV aren't working. These, yeah these arena workers are not working. So I get everyone's antsiness to come back. But the, the, I, the, the I arena, it. It would, this would all be played in Orlando. So these arena staff still wouldn't be working. I mean, there's still plenty of people. That, right. The only people that really be getting paid would probably be the team staff and the players. And I guess, uh, press, you know, if, if, uh, how if they're allowed in the building, if they allow them to come in, cause I know there's restrictions on, well, I was reading that there'd be restrictions on like leaving and this, this and that. But then I also saw that, uh, some players are worried about like the whole hotel situation and, and visitors to that hotel, you know, cause that's a, that's a, I guess an issue for them as well. So I wonder if that's like family coming or they're just trying to get like some pussy <laughs> being <laughs> a able bit to of both. Probably, I I'd imagine it's probably more pussy than it is family. To be honest with you, but because think about it, man, you you an athlete, professional athlete at that, your body in tip top shape. You know what I'm saying? These hoes want you out here, bro. If I if I was a professional athlete, I'd probably be slanging some dick too. I'm or, I mean, to you. It's easy for him, but I mean, like, is that really? It's not a priority. Focusing no. on right now, like no, no, it should not. Be. So be able to fuck, like no, it's it's no, 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 no. it's stupid. I'm just. I'm just saying, like, you make a good point. These 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 professional athletes with our families, man, they are living living wild, living reckless. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. So I mean, I don't know. Uh, there's probably there's obviously plenty of details that aren't probably aren't even in the public eye that are being talked about. And I don't I don't know what that conversation that Kyrie had with uh that phone conversation that he had with the many many NBA players that were on it. I I know a lot of NBA players that were on it were like of the top rankings. So you know they were probably a little bit more agreeable on. Not, not. That's that's the thing. That's at the end of the day is like you can't really sit here and take the superstars' words for it and say that well we're all we're all good with not playing because they're good with not playing. You know what I'm saying? Like mm-hmm. plenty of people that still need this income. You know, like so you you can't just sit, sit here and take a superstar's word because they're a superstar. You know Facts. I mean? And uh, I know sometimes like for me when these players say oh I need money and they they need to work. 
I was just like, bro, I guess. I mean, you are kind of a multimillionaire, but not all, not all the multimillionaires. Yeah, some of them are hundred thousand years, but I'm saying that as someone who is neither of it. I am a seventeen dollar hour in, in there. <laughs> you're right, you're right. I'm a ten in there. You know what I'm saying? So I was just like, shit, I'd be fine with that amount of money, but they have to pay their lifestyles accordingly because you want to live. I, I live with seventeen thousand. 17,000. 17, I live a life of seventeen fifty an hour. They live a life of millions of dollars. You know what I'm saying? So they got to keep up their lifestyle. I get it. Yeah, I mean, and it's, especially if, if they've already, like, you know, have a house or, you know, maybe they have, like, a chef and this, this, and that. Like, when you're a top athlete, there's certain things top athletes need to do to kind of stay in shape, which you got to pay for, you know? Like, obviously, they have trainers and, you know, medical staff with the team, but, you know, there's plenty of players that, you know, get training outside of you know, the team or, you know, go see a doctor outside of the team. So how, you got to pay for these things, you know? And so I, I understand. I really do understand. Personally, uh, I still think they should just wait. I don't really see the, issue, the point of them coming back, but you get that, you know, they're trying to get these people paid too. Um, so I don't know, man, it's just, it's a tough, it's tough. It's tough. It's- but this, but this is also why Marshawn Lynch said it. If you're a professional athlete, take care of your body, take care of your chickens. Mm-hmm. Yeah, take bro. care of your fucking money. You never exactly. know. Never know. You, I like these dudes out here. Yeah, you millionaires, but you could be blowing cash fast. It's like me. Like I live at home. I ain't paying a rent, but I've definitely fucked up my money this year. And now I'm trying to move out, and I'm not as comfortable as I want to be. You know what I'm saying? But you got you got to take care of. Your, I know if I was like I think Marshawn Lynch, uh, majority of the money he spent was off endorsement money. I think the same thing with Rob Markowski. He didn't use a dime of his contract money for a while. I mean, that just makes it, you don't need to, but that's not, but not everyone's getting those fat ass endorsement deals. So some people need to use the money they're making playing to continue living a certain type of life. You know, cause I'm not expecting NBA players to live in, you know, apartments. I'm not expecting to live in condos. You know what I'm saying? Like granted, like there are some like nice ass apartments and condos that do mm-hmm. cost money, but like realistically, you know, like if you're making that much money, like it's, it's I guess it's expected for you to kind of live a, a, a certain type of lifestyle. Like get it. You, you can afford it. You know, uh, you shouldn't shame them for it. You you feel me? But but some like I said, these people need the money still. So I so I get both both sides of it. You know, I, I don't know. I wonder I wonder what other uh like sports are doing. I know baseball, not MLB, but like in Korea, they have baseball going on. It's just empty stadiums that they're playing with. Yeah, I, I think in China they're trying to do that too. You know, so there, there's this is able to happen, you know, so I, I just wonder what the issue I wonder if the, the main issue is the whole, you know, movement that's going on right now. Is that why they don't want to play? Uh, mm-hmm. But America is always running funny compared to the rest of the world. Like, yeah, <laughs> like America, it's, it's crazy. Cause, you know, and I just read something about Rob Manfred, the commissioner of the MLB, talking about there could not be a baseball season next season. Right. So, but I don't know. I mean, I don't know, man. Like, my thing is, like, I'd much rather see, I would pref- not prefer, but like, I wouldn't have, I really wouldn't have an issue if I'm watching t- uh, sports with no fans. Like, I'm not watching for the fans. You know what I'm man, saying? So if that's what their thing is, is like, they not able to bring fans in. And I guess, yeah, that is money that they're missing out on, but you're missing out on more money if you don't play the season, you know? Like, because people, people yeah. are still going to watch, people are still going to buy merchandise. You know what I'm saying? You're just not going to be able to sell those. $10 hot dogs and, you know, $20 beers at the stadium. Man, because I went to a Bucks game, bro. That bro, that popcorn was expensive as shit. Yeah, bro. Fuck. I hate stadium. Like, it's like, stadium food is, like, pretty good. I'm not even going to lie, but, like, it's just so oh, yeah. expensive. And they know it. 
that people are going to have to buy it. So they just they don't give a fuck and they're, they're going to price them. But I mean, I'm sorry. I'm sorry. Stuffing like I'm going to the movies, putting like Skittle bags in my crotch or something like that. When I get to my yeah, seat, take that my hot dog out. in my pockets or something. You know what I'm saying? Got a hot dog in my hot pocket. <laughs> I key, but um, so I don't know, man. But yeah, I don't I wouldn't really see have an issue watching sports with that. I, I, don't, I might even prefer it just because you can hear you know shit going on they should even mic uh put microphones on uh players dude i would love that i would much rather hear that than a bunch of people clapping all the time i would love to hear that but i know the thing is with that is that a lot of people a lot of kids watch the nba and so it's just like damn i don't know if they would do that but like i would love to pay for that in like a separate like you know remember like uh like uh, like league access or league pass mm-hmm. i would pay for that extra money to to be able to just listen to the players like listen to them calling the game, but then have the mic up on the players and be like, "Fuck." I mean, but shit. that's at the end of the day. I mean, that's a gr- it's a grown man sport. You can't get you can't get mad at. That's like taking your your son or daughter to like a uh an MMA or a boxing match and then getting mad when you see blood. It's like, well, yeah. I mean, what did you expect? You can't expect these players, these top athletes in the world in their sports, playing competitive whatever they're playing and not having you know emotions and everyone just being polite to each other. no like if you've if i'm sure if, if anyone's played any sport on any level you can understand that there's this competition you know like you're not going to be buddy buddy with your you know the the other team so yeah things may get said this isn't that so i mean I, I could see some parents being like i can't believe that they're saying that but it's like what do you think that what do you think they're saying you know mm-hmm. what do you think they're saying to each other you think they, they just they started you know saying all this profanity and all this shit because no one's there, so like, all right, bet now we can start. No, like they've been saying it, you know. I mean, you can hear you can hear Mello when he goes up for rebounds, screaming at the top of his lungs, "Get the fuck out of here!" I got it, I got it. That's what I'm saying. You know what I'm saying? So it's like you hear it. I I mean, and if you really don't want your kids to see that shit, then don't have them watch the game. You know, that just mm-hmm. I don't know. So, but I, yeah, I can see people bitching about that because people bitch about everything. So. Lord knows, Lord knows. All right, moving on from the NBA. Um, Montrell, sir, how do you feel about, and you say this ain't your favorite rapper, but you said to me about me and Pearson Ford is your favorite rapper. How do you feel about Nikki working with Takashi? Do you have an issue with it? <laughs> I don't have oh, an issue really? with it because, um, you know, Nikki's a grown woman. She's entitled to to do what she wants. It just don't make any sense to me. Only because Nikki is from that life. Like, I know a lot of people know Nikki for her pop hits and shit. But when Nikki first started, she was hardcore rap. Like, in the yeah. streets, gutter, all of that. So, and then on top of that, everyone she rock with is from that life. Like, she's, her husband is a street nigga. So, yeah. I, it didn't make any sense to me as to... um why that was happening but then again nikki loves to troll so i do feel you know it was part of um, a way to keep nikki in conversation as we're talking about her now and i mean <laughs> her <laughs> real shit and then on top of that her 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 um her verse like the verse itself was actually decent and one thing i love about nikki is that uh she's more aware than what people think like Motherfuckers was getting their life over the dollar dollar bill verse and then the ushered and then that nigga into the clinic. Like, cause you know, they was talking shit about her, Lisa Ray and um Usher. Even though I really won't say Usher was talking shit. He was he was just speaking on something that we already know. So 
Um, I just, I, just, I didn't pay attention to it. Like, I, I pay attention to what you're saying, but I didn't care. But I don't know about any of those news lines you're talking about. Well, they were talking to, well, Usher was talking about a verse battle. I think he, I forgot who he was talking to. He was talking to somebody. And, oh, with Nicki and Lil' Kim or something like that? Yeah. And then he had made a comment and then and the, everybody just went left with it. And then as far as um, Lisa Ray, she kind of was saying the same. She emphasized what Usher had said. So, um, yeah, that that's really all that that is that happened, which is why they got those bars in those songs. But I, I just love her wordplay. I love her metaphors. I love, you know, the unspoken shade up in it. Like it, it. The verse was nice. Is it a song that I'm gonna listen to? No, <laughs> but the verse was nice. Only because I just like, I don't have a problem with six nine, but I don't. I cannot. I don't know, because every celebrity right now is just up for debate right now. So, mm, everyone is being scrutinized. Everyone's being picked apart. If you're not saying something, you're wrong. And sometimes when you say shit, you get crucified. It ain't even that. It ain't even that. It ain't even that. It's just that um, Jeffrey Epstein case. Like, I don't know how. I, I don't know how much y'all are into that, but I be seeing names, and I done saw so many names, and I'm like, not you, bitch. Like, <laughs> no. <laughs> so every celebrity is up for debate, even though I know for a fact it's something more to it than what we all know. And I've been telling y'all that since I've been on this fucking show. Like, y'all just got to do the fucking research. So that's like... Oh, I, uh, bro, I, I believe you. I, okay. I'm okay you. Yeah. Yeah. So I've I've never, like... My, we did clown you though in the beginning. We you did, yeah, yeah, yeah. But my whole <laughs> um, thing about celebrities, my my smoke and mirrors was broken and blown a long time ago, and now I I view them as they are. You know, uh, they're there for distraction, and then on top of that, um, yeah, they can be so good, but at the same time, they can be just as bad. So I, I've always kept that in mind. But like the the. The Jeffrey Epstein case is just interesting, and it's very intriguing to know that, you know, they was killing kids. <laughs> they was killing kids. They was raping kids. And then what they were using these kids for was their, um, they would kill them, and then they would bathe in their blood. I think. Oh and- my god. This they would the ridiculous. the kids. It was it was a it was a satanic ritual thing, and the they killed the kids to get adrenaline and you know that go because you know sometimes when we look at these celebrities and you like and you really sit back and think like how in the fuck can you do the same show every single night and not you know because after a while like any normal person that's going to take a toll on your body your throat like everything so and then they say well you know they've been doing this for years this is what they is yeah i get that i definitely get that but at the same time it's it's just with certain especially with certain celebrities that that hit the stage it's just something supernatural about it if that makes sense so yeah it's uh, um i'm not a fan of the song but i do like nikki's verse so okay I know. I, I have to bring it back to the original point. You definitely did. <laughs> but yes, yeah. did. But, but yeah. um, I didn't see her name on that list, though. I did see Beyonce's name on the list, and I was like, "Not Beyonce, not try. Beyonce." Like, I'm not surprised either because somebody had once told me, um, you know, they eat their own feces as a as a ritual type of thing. What? And yes. What? And um, 
Ugh. One of the dudes, like somebody had met Beyonce several times, several hundred times they met Beyonce. And he said, every time I met her, her breath smelled like shit. And I was like, oh my God. And I read something about eating the feces. I forgot what it does, but it's it's some type of ritual. And I was like, ooh, that's sure uh, like a gum or something. In a mouth. man or something. <laughs> like, that's that is crazy. Damn. Yes. That is yes. Funny. But I, I had I had seen that and read that years ago. And then I was like people a, who were invited or people who went? People who what? No, the guy who wrote this article, he was a he was a journalist. So I have right, but these are these names on this list. These are people who went to the island or people who were invited. I think it's a mixture of both because people were vacationing on this island. So if you were vacationing on this island, and you know, if it's a private island, I'm assuming you're going to see everything that's going on because it's a private island. It's not that many yeah, dogs there. So yes, but you know, uh, some things are hidden. Ugh. I don't. I don't see how you would be oblivious to that though. Like. You don't. You're not oblivious to it. Exactly. You're full aware as to what the fuck is going on the moment you stepped off that plane. Period. Like, I don't... Can't none of them say, oh, I didn't know that this, this, that, the next was going on. How could you not? Like, even if even if you never stepped foot on that island, you know what was going on on that island if you're in that, that elite circle of, you know, evil. So, I... It's crazy, because Donovan Mitch was on this list, and I really fuck with the kid. I mean, I really fuck with Beyonce, but I mean, bro, there's there's people that you would never expect to be doing shit like this that are. Yeah, you know? Oprah was on the list. Ellen DeGeneres was on the list. Like, though, and they're painted as such figures to us. It's ridiculous. I was like, ugh. even though I was, I've never been on the Oprah and Ellen train, but those two in particular, I was like, that's interesting. And then another thread that I had seen on, um, I was going to send this in the group chat, but. I never got around to it because I, I was car shopping. But I was um, in between me car shopping in the car with my mom. I'm just going through this Justin Bieber video. And the Justin Bieber video, the yummy video, that explains what is going on at the island because apparently he was a victim to it. So um, the whole thing, I don't know if you guys saw the music video, but in the music video, there is a, a pizza place. And... Um, Everybody is in there eating and everybody who is eating is old and rich. And then they're watching performers and the performers are children. And then um, it shows another scene in the video where he is taken to the back and like to a lower level. So I'm like, okay. And then when they was breaking down the video on Twitter, because they they broke it down like frame from frame on Twitter. And he was like, um, they it was a place called Comet. In Washington, and they would come there, and the owner would lead them downstairs through the kitchen to get to the actual area where they were sacrificing kids. And then in the video as well, uh, one of the performers, the girl, she had to be like somewhere between ten and twelve, and uh, she had on a red dress. And at the end of the video, Justin Bieber is sitting in the empty thing, except for two people. It's an old white guy who's at the very left of him, and then there's a black guy who's a waiter who they said that that was supposed to be L.A. Reed. And then next to him at his table is an empty chair with the red dress that the little girl was um, wearing, symbolizing that she had been raped. And the guy, the old white guy who was eating, he was continuing to rape children. And then the black guy who was over there waiting, he was cleaning up the mess. 
So I was like, this is this is too much. And the only reason why I really dove into it is because my best friend, my head of Messiah, she, it freaked her out. <laughs> she is a mother. So of course it freaked her out, but she called me and last night and we were talking about it. And, um, I really wasn't that bothered by it because I didn't do the I didn't do the research about it because I like I said like I did this type of research when I was much younger and it had already broke my facade and celebrities and shit like that. So now she wants to listen to me all of a sudden, and I think what got to her is the fact that they were they're doing this to kids, and she couldn't she couldn't imagine losing her son and him being subjected to that. So. She was she was really shook by that. And that's really what made me go and look up the Justin Bieber part of it. So, yeah, I'm like, okay, I, I understand it. Like, I get it. Like, it's just scary to think about. It's extremely scary to think about. So Ugh, It's scary to talk about. I don't have kids. This shit is sad. This shit is sick. No matter who's involved or what, man, I, I just pray this shit comes to a stop one day, man. It's no. just it's, it's it terrible. It won't. Bro, this has been going on for the longest fucking time. Centuries. <laughs> like this is this is so set up and so planned to the fucking nail. Like it's ridiculous. Like the only way that this is gonna end is I and I know people are probably gonna call me crazy when I say this because not everybody's eyes is open, but the only way that this is gonna end is when God come and pull the plug. Period. Oh, yeah. The apocalypse. It, yeah, it's too. I wouldn't even call it an, apop, an apocalypse. It's more of a rapture than an, an, apocalypse, an apocalypse. So it's uh, y'all need to get right, <laughs> repent for y'all sins because oh, he's coming. The horns are being blown. He's coming. Man, it's that's uh, disgustingly sad. So pray for all those. I I just can't fathom, and maybe because we're not evil people, I can't imagine the amount of evil that actually goes into people doing shit like. But it's all for the price of fame. And that's I don't like I and I keep going back to this point. I used to tell you, I'm like, it's gonna come a time where you're gonna have to do something that's gonna have that's gonna compromise your morals, your you as a person for your fame. Like it, it just goes in hand in hand. That's why people say fame comes with a price that most cannot afford. And I know that I'm not the one who can afford it because I couldn't think about often children for adrenaline or, you know, just doing half the shit that they were doing. Exactly. Like anything that's out the normal for us. And then I had saw somewhere that so many of them wish that they were, that they were us like normal people. And (laughs) I never, I never understood that until I got older and, you know, I did the research as to why they would say that, but it's because once you're in, ain't no way out. And it's the only way out is death. So, mm, what she gonna do (laughs) and then uh the reason why it's so many and i understand why there's so many subliminals about it now because they can't just come outright and talk about it because if they do it's the end of their career and or it's it's death for some for most so it's it's i understand the subliminals I do understand the subliminals. And that Yummy video was nothing but a subliminal. And I don't know if you guys remember, but when he started um, promoting that song, Yummy was rotten in pizza, if that makes sense. What? Like, the the title of the track, Yummy, he wrote it in the font. Like, it was a cartoon font. The cartoon on the, on the word Yummy was pizza. Like, each 
letter was a piece of pizza and it had like mushrooms and pepperoni and cheese all over it. So I was like, he, he's been signaling. And then another thing somebody pointed out too is Justin Bieber promoted this song heavenly, heavily, like real heavy. So that uh, he wanted y'all to get this message. He wanted y'all to, to follow the, the subliminals. And then it was a live of him that someone posted and um, someone was like, touch your hat if all the talk about yummy is true. And he started touching his hat. And I'm not saying that that's like a thing or whatever, but I'm clearly he saw the comment and did it. And I'm like, oh, this is, it's just super uncomfortable. It's just really uncomfortable. So, yeah. Man, that's depressing. Yeah, I know, right? Very depressing. Like, that yeah. was depressing. Yeah, and I wouldn't even look at it as being depressing. It's just being informed and knowing that shit is depressing. No, yeah, I mean, obviously, well, realistically, whenever I feel like the more informed you are and the more you know, the less happy you are because ignorance is bliss. You know what I'm saying? And once you figure out the the work, the ins and outs of shit, and how things work, and you know, it never works out. I mean, how many times you you have you heard like, oh, I met my you know favorite artist and he was a dick you know and then it like it ruins everything for you because you're like damn like i mean i would have rather just never met that person never knew about it to begin with but when you figure that shit out it's depressing man so i mean i don't know what what do you <sighs> how do you so, move forward or how do you how do you move forward like what what do you i don't know for me, man. i mean like i said this is all a test of faith so yeah all of this scary shit is going on all of this depressing shit is going on but we have to have faith and you have to put that faith in the Lord. Like it's, it's as simple as that. I know that's easier said than done for most, but that it, that's really what it is. If you talk to God and you have a relationship with God, you're not, you're not going to be really worried about what's going on or um, where you're going when this is all done and end because you have a relationship with God. You tried your best to be a person worthy enough to get into heaven so and then that's really what it is for me like i speak to god every time i feel uncomfortable about something i just start praying even when i forget to pray because I, I try to pray every night but if i forget and i don't pray every night like if, as soon as i remember to pray i just start praying because it, you just never know and i always repent for my sins i always talk to the lord i always ask for forgiveness and i always forgive those who done wrong to me i don't hold on to anything bad i don't hold on there's no hate in my heart the only person that I am in competition with is myself. The only person that I judge is myself. So that's 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 really just how I keep that's how I keep it going. Cause you know, I'm all I'm usually always on Snapchat showing my ass or, you know, laughing about something stupid or having pointless pointless ass arguments with Devon. Like I, it's it's always something <laughs> going on for me to to not be depressed, if that makes sense. So mm-hmm. it's, and then on top of that, it just depends on you as a person. If you sit and you dwell on this stuff, yes, it is going to stress you out <laughs> because the fear of not knowing is real. And a lot of people fear the not knowing part. So um, it, it just depends on how you are as a person and what you believe in and what you choose to believe in and what you choose to entertain. So, you know, yeah, I do all this research on this Jeffrey Epstein case and been dissecting videos and shit like that. But it it has not has not shook in my soul, if that makes sense. Like it hasn't, you know, put any fear in my heart because I'm not the one doing all this wrong. <laughs> yeah, <laughs> they right. are. And when it's said and done, they have to answer to a higher a higher power, a higher being. And then um, depending on what you believe in, whether you believe in heaven or hell, these people about to be burning 
<laughs> for all of eternity because of their sentence. And I know I want no parts. All that I can do is is continue to have this conversation, continue to to not really force the narrative of the Lord, but make people want to be in tune with the Lord, if that makes sense. Like mm-hmm. is is you you just you you have to find the balance in it all and then you have to separate the darkness from from you and go from there. I feel hundred percent. I'm I glad feel. you said that on that note because it's hard to follow up that shit. Yeah. Kind of makes <laughs> you want to ask the question like is it even worth pursuing what we're pursuing? You know what I'm saying? I was never doing this to be famous. I've Not said that from I'm the jump. When you get to a certain level of of whether it's you know fashion or or radio or, or music or acting or whatever entertainment, yeah. there's gonna come a time where you this probably will be brought up to you. You know what I'm saying? Of like, yeah. you listen, yeah. like we can make your career go crazy, but you have to do this, this, and this. You know what I'm saying? So that's why I'm saying, is it even worth pursuing a career and you know in, in the entertainment industry if this is going to be an option. This is going to be an option that you're going to have to choose. And then when you, if you choose to do it, I guess, you know, you'll, you'll, you'll get all the benefits, but if you don't choose to do it, I'd imagine you'll probably be blackballed. It's going to be a lot harder to get work and to do what you want to do. So it's like, yeah, damn. either that or they, they will kill you. Cause once you've been exposed to the truth, you, there, there really is no going back like at all, <laughs> at all. And I, uh, <laughs> I feel like we all we've had this conversation a lot, but yeah. I don't I don't I don't really mind it. But I do feel like, you know, I do like doing the podcast and I do like, you know, fashion and shit like that. But if it comes down to it, you know, my my soul or a check, because that's that's really what it is. It's your soul or a check. But what's crazy is a lot of people don't realize is we don't even own our souls. So how can you sell something that's not even yours? And that being said is. You just, you really have to be in tune with yourself to do it. Because, you know, if if we were doing this for a check, I'm pretty sure we would be somewhere else by now if we were all, if we all had, you know, oh, we got to be famous. We need this mentality. We trying to do this, this X, Y, and Z. It'd probably be somewhere else. Go ahead. Because there are definitely times, not saying, you know, no one's offering me some really fuck shit, but there are definitely times where, just sitting there brainstorming, as, as like the producer, I've definitely sat there and brainstormed and been like, yeah, we could do this, we could do this, or we could have done some shit. And when you say sell your soul, it's not even some big, grand, bloodletting, goat-killing shit. It's more just doing things that are outside your comfort zone. Yeah, yeah I, I get and, that. But once, sorry, once it's, you... It's, it's, sorry, it's doing things that are outside of your moral compass for attention to, to gain that. So say all of us did some weird shit that we normally don't do. Like jump off cars, or like remember that one dude who was like, put him in the coffin. Say all yeah. three. Yeah, yeah. If, if I if I came up to y'all and was like, yo, I'm trying to make the show bigger, I'm trying to make ISD bigger, let's go destroy a fucking grocery store. Y'all would look at me like I'm fucking crazy. So what was the what's the reason? Exa- <laughs> Promotion. For, 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 exactly for what, nigga? This shit is stupid. So yeah. with that being said, I think that there is a balance of morals and ethics, and I think we get tested if not every day. Oh, damn every day, depending on what kind of life that you live. You know what no, I'm saying? Every so, day is a test, period. So I, I, I do feel like there definitely have been times where I could have done something to make us bigger, but at the same time, it's all about integrity. And then that's what makes things hard. When you have integrity and when you have morals and ethics that you want to go through and things that you want to stand up for, 
those are the things. And, and that's why I love black women so much. Because if it's going to anyone that goes stand on what they believe in, it's a black woman. They're not falling for shit at all. So with that being said, like, I appreciate them so much because they're so strong at standing in what they believe in. And I take from that in front of black women in my life. Except for you know Beyonce, saying? apparently. Lord knows. Her, oh, Oprah. <laughs> all of them. All of them. But one thing about it is I can say I never, like, even though it looks like I did it, I don't idolize Beyonce, like, at all. I know she's a false prophet, period. <laughs> that's it. That's all. My thing was more so um, of a man thing, like, She's fine. <laughs> she is fine. Yeah, yeah. And if she was a regular schmegla degula girl, I probably would have shot my shot. And that just would have been that. But that that's where my attraction for Beyonce comes from. Like it it starts with her just simply being a beautiful woman. And then everything else is added on to that. She sings, she danced, she fucks up looks. Like I that's all a plus <laughs> but me idolizing any celebrity no they're all false prophets period period and that's that's like because i know um one thing with divine you said you um when i started when we first started hanging out you were a mentor and you were pushing me to be a mentor i, I didn't i don't believe in mentorship <laughs> like not saying it's a bad thing but i just i know me personally i don't i don't inspire to be anybody's role model period and I think a lot of people who, um, a lot of celebrities in, in specific, who say that they don't, they don't inspire to be anybody's role model, or they don't want this, they don't want that. It's all a lie because that's what they are put there for us to do, or for for us to follow them mindlessly, regardless of where it's going. So it just, it just depends on how strong you are as a person, and that's why I say, you know, with the selling your soul thing and how you just say like, you know, it goes against your integrity and your morals and shit like that. And just compromise. That's your soul. So it's all fun and games until we start working with people and we have to sign contracts. And then before we know it, we don't even own ISD anymore. We're, we're working for someone at that point. Exactly. That's what I'm saying. That's, that's the, the, the thing of selling your soul. Once you sign that dotted line and especially a lot of us who do not read, it's over with. <laughs> you don't even own yeah. you anymore. I don't know if you guys know um, Suki Hannah. She's like this really ratchet girl who was just who got famous for like all of the wrong things. Well, she signed a contract, didn't even read it, and um, I probably I'll send y'all the video on YouTube. But she was crying, bawling about how she don't even own herself anymore. Like anything that she do is a business, and she didn't realize that when she signed the the contract like us on this platform like our platform this is a business but the moment we we sign it over to someone or you know try to get syndicated i guess is the right term it's it's especially since you know more for radio you, you mean once we start monetizing make money off there you go. Yes. Yes. It's it's going to come a time if none of us read the fine print it can all be gone from us just like that. We won't even own us as, you know, people. <laughs> so, oh, and you know what's another crazy that I learned? We have social security numbers because we can be sold. Never dawned on me. That never what dawned on me. Yes, I found that out over the weekend. So, oh, yeah. who told you that? Who's up, Messiah? Because she was doing her research. <laughs> and it's, she's still in the middle of research right now. So, and like, every time. Where, where are we getting these facts at? 
That's what I well, want to know. Because these are some really staunchy, crazy shit we've been talking about for the past 40 minutes. I want to know where we're going to fact check. We need sources. We need sources, bro. Because <laughs> you're talking uh, about credibility. You're talking about some shit. Like, you're talking about some I mean, a lot of, a lot of it is, is, is just your own research. She started, and, she started on Twitter, and Twitter took her to Google because she wanted to know more. Me, when see, I was doing what I was doing, um, my friends used to tell me this shit. And I never wanted to hear it until one day I questioned something because something just didn't sit right. And then when I questioned it, I went and I just, I got on YouTube and started just watching videos and shit. And then that led me to all types of shit, psychopedia pages, books, like all types of shit. But she started on Twitter and ended up on Google. So. Right. But again. What are our websites, our sources, and what are our not just oh use information websites, sources, reliable? It's not. That, I mean, it's not work. no. It's not a specific website. I mean, if you like really want to go somewhere to see it all mapped out and planned out, there's like the Christian page. That's something I might I might be quoting that wrong, but something called the Christian page that's on YouTube. Um, the conspiracy guy that's also on YouTube. It's it's shit. So why you work on that? And I'm not trying to discredit you. I'm not trying to discredit you. I'm not the one who who actually cares to do the research. I've done it already. So you, on the other hand, who you want to know where this comes from? All you gotta do is just look it up yourself. I shouldn't. People telling you things. This 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 shit is so slippery because when it comes to people and conspiracy theories, the internet is user made. I can make an article right now to sit here and say that Jesus is under my bed. Because when I sleep, it gets. Uh, because when I sleep, the light glows under it in my dreams. That's some really like, wild if it's shit. backed up by facts. <laughs> I don't. Most of them have facts backed up by it. Like when I did my research, I was more so interested in doing the celebrity part of it. And every time that I didn't believe something, something else would come up that would prove it to be true. Rather, it was a song being played backwards or subliminals being explained. All the it's it just. It's all touch and go. <laughs> like, it, it's it's all touch and go. And that's why they've been able to get away with everything that they've been getting away with. It's because there are people like you who need accredited source. When it, if you really want accredited source, just read the book of Revelations. I mean, that's everything that's happening right now is in Revelations. And that's the one thing that they don't talk about in church because it scares people. So, I mean... It just depends on you as a person and what you choose to believe in. If you do, if you don't believe that there's nothing uh, supernatural outside of everything that's outside of the human race, then you don't. Then that, that's what it is. But for those who do, again, then that's what it is. Like it, it, it depends on you as a person and you specifically. You, you just you don't sound <laughs> like you believe most of it, but. I, I I believe the sex trafficking thing, um, social security numbers. But why do you so, believe that though? Sex because trafficking thing is real. I mean, that, that's I know real. sex trafficking is real. I, it's been a thing, but a lot of people now are starting to believe everything that's going on because such and such said it, or it's over here and this person is talking about it, or the people who are simply are involved in it. It's unreal. So. A hundred percent. Sorry, someone knocked at my door. Yeah, sorry, <laughs> somebody knocked at my door. I'm sorry. <laughs> um, well, I do. And, and one person that one person, I ain't gonna say they're not a person, they're a group. But I don't know if you guys ever heard of Anonymous. Pierce, I know you have. Vontro, have you heard of Anonymous? I've heard of Anonymous. 
yeah, they're off the fucking chain. They just been. I mean, we already knew Epstein was on that type of shit, but these past few years, I think sex trafficking, excuse me, sex trafficking was a real thing because we hear about things like Santonia Brown and things like that. But then on top of that, when they killed Epstein because they killed that motherfucker for all this other stuff, that was like, okay, well, that was pretty odd. And on top of that, him being best friends with Trump and then all this new information being exposed, it really solidifies my belief. And I do believe that a lot of that extra shit is going on. They killed that man because that man knew too much. And if that man was in jail, because he he got arrested, (laughs) he was in jail, and I think he died in jail, right? Yeah. Yeah. If he would have went to trial, so many other people would have went down. Like, almost all of Hollywood would have went down. So that's why that man, that nigga had to go. (laughs) He was was finna blow the whistle on that shit because ain't no way he was, like, how he was thinking, I'm assuming, ain't no way I'm finna go down for something that everybody was doing. So... Mm. Yeah, I hear you. It's it's all touch and go, like I said. But you specifically, you have to go and do that research on your own because that's the only way that you are gonna believe anything for real, for real. So, because when my friends used to sit there and tell me that shit, and I never wanted to hear it, <laughs> and then a part of me didn't want to believe it, and because I didn't want to believe it, I didn't believe it. So. Mm. Facts, facts. So, moving on from that deeply disturbing topic, uh, where the fuck do we even go from here? Honestly, yeah. where? <laughs> hopefully, we going to heaven. I ain't gonna lie, but you um, said what? Hopefully, we going to heaven is what I like to do. <laughs> but uh, now, Vontro, you put in here something about B. Simone. I didn't really pay attention to it. But what exactly happened? <laughs> Over the weekend, she got caught for plagiarizing someone else's work and putting it in a book. Me, B. Simone, B. Simone, anyway. B. Simone is the manifestation queen. Like she manifested and it happens, self, and that, that's really what it is. Yes, yes, she's someone who got big off of Instagram. So um, now she's on Wild and Out. She had a makeup line, and then she had this book. It's called Manifested, and. Um, I followed B. Simone, but I never followed her enough to believe in her manifestation queen thing. Like it just, like I said, everybody is put here for a distraction. So it is what it is. But I thought she was funny when she was just B. Simone. Now B. Simone is a a brand. So it it's that's that's really how she started. And she started off with the whole she was the girl who used to scream, um, my boyfriend this, my boyfriend that, where's my boyfriend? Like that was I don't know if you guys ever saw the boyfriend videos, but that's that was her claim to fame, basically. And then uh she got caught from plagiarized or something. But then she said that um she hired a company and she didn't um they are the ones who wrote the book. She just put her name on it. And I was like, see, this goes into us not reading shit again and not doing your own research. So, cause I'm sure had she did her own research, she probably would have found out that it's already been a manifestation book already made. And it you know literally manifestation books are, are out there. Hello. But this hello manifestation books. Yeah, literally. Uh, she, uh, my favorite one is you're such a badass. I don't know if you guys ever saw that book before, but that's a great book. Um, the book was literally word from word as to everything that she was saying. And then they had this um, graph in the book where in the book um, you just list everything that you want to manifest and then you figure out how to, how to work it. And then in the, in the, the book that was plagiarized um, had the same thing on there. So that's, that's really all that that was. 
I just thought it was interesting because, you know, at one point, at what point do you become so, I don't even know what's the right word because I don't want to say famous, I guess, busy that you don't, you're not reading your, your deals or doing your own research for your own, you know, your dig. Like, cause if I'm writing a book, trust and believe I'm going to be there every step part of the way. <laughs> like this is, this book is a reflection of me. And I would, I would like to hope that most would do way more than just putting their name on something. Cause I think that's what happened in this case here. She put her name on something and it turned out to be a fluke. So mm, the people who mad though is the people who really follow her though. I'm not really mad. I don't really care. I just thought it was interesting. And it was one of the stories that was trending over the weekend. Well, so. she's also part of the people who are getting canceled too, apparently like they canceled and she's uncanceled and she's canceled again. And it's just like, this goes to show that you cannot put people on a pedestal too much. J. Cole made a song called False Prophets explaining that completely. You cannot put people on such pedestals because people aren't perfect. They're people at the end of the day. Like when you said that you didn't want to really be a role model, I really, I personally didn't understand it, but like I get it. You don't want that light on you. But at the end of the day, whether you look up to somebody or not, you have to understand that they're people and that they fuck up too. You know what I'm saying? I'm not trying to excuse what she did. You shouldn't plagiarize anybody else's work. No, but she didn't know so, it was plagiarized though. So I don't. I don't think she's like for real, for real canceled because <laughs> it's a lot of other shit going on in the world right now. Like it's an uprising uh, shit. It's we're still in the middle of a pandemic. I just think people, people are, don't know where to direct this energy at and they're finding every little single thing to, to nitpick about. So I definitely feel uh, like Tyra Banks and her, um, Top model show and how ruthless she was to some of these models. Yeah, of the just past back up like I know. I'm like, y'all should have been talking about this when the show was actually running. The show doesn't even run anymore, and now it's it's available for streaming. And I'm like, well, if I was Tyra, and I already know, like, because when the show was on, she already had the reputation of being harsh to models. But I'm like, especially in today's world, we they're, they're, we're too sensitive now. Like, not us, but our generation, unfortunately, is entirely too sensitive. So for them to go and dig up all these old receipts, it's, it's just, it's just funny to me. I've been laughing at it because I watch top model. Like I've been watching it on YouTube. It's like this whole page that's been posting marathons every other week. So I've been watching uh, episodes and the shit is just hilarious to me. Like I, I, one thing I can say, I am glad that the, the standard of beauty has changed so much. Now okay. any and any and everything can be beautiful. And I, I think that is that's so dope. I will say that they was pushing a narrative on the show, like you have to look like this, you have to be this, 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 that, and the next. But now beauty is so undefined and beauty is truly now in the eye of the beholder. So hmm, I just I just think people with all this energy, y'all just need to stay focused. <laughs> we need to change laws. We need to get Trump out of office. Like, keep y'all energy where it's where it's supposed to be. All this extra shit is just it's just ridiculous. It's just ridiculous. definitely. Uh, speaking of that dumbass, as we we wrap up, we got about eight minutes left. You guys see how he's gonna throw a rally on Juneteenth? <laughs> the day yeah. after he changed it. Oh, he's scary ass. He was going Ooh. to though. Yeah, he definitely was, but I don't. I don't even think he was aware that that day was Juneteenth. Nah, that motherfucker knew. I don't think he knew, no, bro. Like 
dude's not stupid, man. Like, yeah, he's stupid, <laughs> but he's also the president of the fucking United States. You don't get to that level not knowing shit. You know what I'm saying? Like, so, I mean, I don't know. There's probably a lot of shit that he does on purpose. Or at the same time, you also got to, it's not just him. It's his advisors. It's literally the whole yeah. cabinet. Shitty as fuck. So whoever set that up, people know. No one's just oblivious, you know, to, to what I'm saying on. him specifically, though. Like, he probably didn't know until somebody said something. For real, for real. Because that's why the date got changed. So. Nah, I think he knew he did that on purpose to pander to all his voters. Because all of his voters and supporters are racist ass white people. And they're like, oh, you're going to do it on Juneteenth? Yeah, fuck Juneteenth. We don't fuck with them colors and yada, yada, yada. No, fuck all that. He got old racist fans. New races, old races, all that good shit. That's why he did that shit. He he not slick at all. And then he changed it because he was afraid of I'm only afraid of getting canceled because he could he would have been out of here. I don't know what made him change it. I mean, he's already canceled. If yeah, that wouldn't have changed. Like, I, I, I wonder he why he didn't care t- about it being on that day or the people who wouldn't have voted for him anyway. So it's not like he would have lost voters. Now, if anything, it was it was probably um, a promotional thing to try to get the black vote. Like, oh, I kind of do kind of care about y'all. That's why I didn't do it on y'all day. Mm, but even with this, right? Look, actors needed in June 20th in Tulsa. Excited and enthusiastic minority actors and actresses need, needed to hold signs at an event in Tulsa. Send headshot or resume for early consideration. What else would that be for? <laughs> like, he's... He, he's buying people to come to that event. You know what I'm saying? Black people. You know what I'm saying? Like, it's just, and, and they yeah. probably don't realize until they show up and that they're there. But then that way, when he, when he whoops the camera out, it's like, oh, shit, like, it's a black person there. He's got black people at these Trump rallies. Media control, mind control. I don't know about mind control, but we on conspiracy shit. Media control, mind control. Fuck it all. Fuck it all. It's all bullshit. Sad. But when you look at, I feel like when you look at life as smoke and mirrors and you really understand that there's a lot of shit that goes on and when you really focus and harp on that, it becomes depressing because then you feel like, what the fuck is all this shit for? It's a test. <laughs> I've been saying the same thing. You are clearly not listening. This is all a test of faith, period. Point blank, period. It's, it's black and white when you think about it. Good and evil. So what are you supposed to do then? What's like... Just the whole the, the whole idea of it is you're, you're you're supposed to 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 choose the Lord willingly. He wants to see if you are going to choose Him willingly. That's that's what it is. Mm. Let's wrap up on a positive note. How you guys feel about a lot of these police uh, officers reforming? We know before we do that, I want to say rest in peace. I really don't want to mess up her name. Rest in peace to Toyin Sal. Ooh. Oh. Mm. It's spelled O-L-U-W-A-T-O-Y-I-N. And her, they called her Toy, and her last name was Salu, I believe. But activist who was missing since June 6th, she was found dead. I heard about uh, that. Um, after she was doing that. She, she was at a Black Lives Matter protest, and she was holding a megaphone. She was in the front really calling shots. So I want to say right, rest in peace to her. But on top of that, how are you guys feeling about the police reform that's happening across the country? They're baby steps, but how do you, feel, how do you guys feel about it? uh i mean this is i guess a step in the right direction i mean there's obviously needs to be a lot more shit that needs to be done to really make a huge effect but i'm glad that there are things being done and people are finally realizing that yeah police officers aren't aren't what they've been made out to be or it's to seem you know what i'm saying and that they do target a lot of people 
disproportionately most of the time it's minorities unfortunately um so i'm glad that things are getting changed you know i hopefully that and i don't think this is gonna i don't think this is gonna happen but i'm I'm hoping that people don't be like okay well we got that done so back to normal no because there's still so much more like i said that needs to be done but uh, i'm glad that things are happening and things are changing even though i had it took you know innocent lives you know to for that to get done and not even just the innocent lives it also took you know, the protests and the riots and, you know, fine. Then they were like, okay, fine. You know, so it, it sucks what it, what it took to get done, but I'm glad that something's finally being done about it. You know, it's it, like I said, it's a step in the right direction or it's a step in a direction that isn't where we, where we're going. So, if they keep their energy on this, we will be fine. Yeah. Yes. So we'll, we'll see yeah, how it all plays so. out, man. How do you feel about it? Me? Yeah. Um, I think all steps are good steps, man. Everything's a step in the right direction. I just don't want us to lose focus on what's important. I don't want us to take, and I know I'm guilty of this, to take one little change or something. I'm like, oh, we're all good now. Fuck all that. No. Steps. And I, people understand that this is a goal that's it's probably going to be a fight that we're going to fight forever. Not saying we're going to be protesting and riding and destroying shit forever. Not we, because we didn't destroy or protest anything. No, no, none of us three here, but... This is going to be a constant debate, a constant battle. Battles are fought in different ways besides actual physical violence. This is a conversation and something that's going to be talked about for the rest of time. We have to be able to um, stand up and constantly strive for change and constantly strive to be better amongst ourselves. And well, I'm so sorry. Excuse me. I'm mixing my words. I, we have to continue to make sure that we're better as a society. You know what I'm saying? So I do feel like this is the right step, but we have to make sure we keep fighting. Yeah. Hundred percent, hundred percent. I think we will. Oh, oh, hundred percent. Because police reform is going to happen tomorrow by the end of the year. It's not like some major bill is going to get passed. It's all going to fix. No, people are still going to be getting. People are still going to be unjustly killed. People are still going to be attacked. It's just the punishment. In my opinion, the punishment has to be harsher, and there has to be more steps to prevent it. Yeah, I, I mean, like I still think they should have double, double the sentences of whatever the ordinary citizen would if they commit a crime since they know what the fuck they're doing when they do it you know and is it me or do the guy who killed george floyd look like a, a completely different dude like that, dude, that, that, is, that is not him i don't give a fuck with okay. nobody said. That I, i'm glad it's him. not just me because i'm that, like this no not, that's a whole different this guy looks problem. younger this guy like it, it his just, nose is differently shaped too i i saw that shit. that's not him but let's wrap up social media gentlemen uh, you can find me on Instagram at PB00GS. Uh, same with Apple Music. Uh, I think on uh, Facebook, I'm just Pierce Anders. But don't follow me on Facebook because I don't post anything. You're not going to enjoy that. And Snapchat's also PBugs, PB00GS. So find me on all of those platforms. Snapchat, Instagram, Twitter, Vontrell, duh, because it's Vontrell, duh. Shut it up. Uh, Devon, uh, damn, I said every week. Um, I'm not on Twitter as much. Uh, DCJ15 on Twitter. Instagram, Devon Allen. That is where I'm at the most. Please check me out. Um, every day, I'm going to start posting a song of the day. I'm going to post my rhyme and I get over here. And then um, also, I like to post questions. So please feel free to interact with us and let us know what you think of the show. Um, and of course, ice needs good attention on all podcast platforms and on YouTube as well. Everybody have a great week and please stay safe. Yeah, for real. Yeah, for real. Oh, peace. <laughs> <laughs> yeah.